Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome in to Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by TickPick. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders. Before entering into the world of news and other topics we find interesting, you want to stay around for that. I've got some uh, tales to tell you about my guest, uh, my co-host here in terms of his travel. Here we go. Before we get to all that nonsense, um, Adam, uh, first time yesterday as media, Deshaun Jackson, uh, the wide receiver, new wide receiver, the Raiders um, addressed the media. I want to ask you because he had the big catch against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. You and I were at that game. Is this Deshaun Jackson we're going to see going forward? Is he kind of integrated himself now to where we can expect maybe him taking the top off and doing things that Henry Ruggs did before uh, what happened to him and, and, and when he was released from the team? Like, have we seen now Deshaun Jackson really integrated into this team? Yeah, I think so. I also don't think like he's going to be measured on his stats, his catches, his yards, his touchdowns. Like what he did last week was obviously you know fantastic and it's exactly what they want from him. Um, in terms of production, uh, in, in, you know, in addition to the catches and the yards and the touchdown that he had, he drew the two long pass interference. They both set up scores as well. Uh, he did all those things. And so that's what they want. But at the same time, I think just his presence and you saw it um, in, you know, in the, in his earlier game, you saw it just, just what the defense did to react to him when he was on the field. Um, so I, I think, you know, in that regard, you, you don't have to see him catch three passes for a hundred yards and a touchdown every week to have the impact that they're hoping for. Can you foresee him? They're not good in the red zone. I believe they're 28th across the league in red zone efficiency. It's not good. It hasn't been good for a long time back to the Gruden days. And I haven't checked the Del Rio days, but they haven't been good in the red zone a long time. Is this the kind of player who can make them better in the red zone, just as maybe a decoy, whether it's uh Renfro underneath, like what it, they haven't run the ball well all year. They average about 89 yards a game. They haven't played well on the offensive line all year. So how do they fix these red zone problems in your opinion? And is Deshaun Jackson part of that in terms of a major part or just a minor part? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's the one that can fix the red zone issues. Um, I think, you know, that that's a separate issue. I think he can get them back to moving the ball up and down the field like they did earlier in the season um, between the twenties. And I think, you know, this, that was the team's strength for so much of the season. And then they faltered in the red zone and they had a stretch where they just couldn't move the ball at all uh, in general and struggling on third downs and all those other things. So um, I think he's the key more to opening up. I mean, we saw what the running game did last week. That was the best right. had right. season. And I think a lot of that is, Hey, you have to back off. Uh, you can't put an extra safety in the box. You can't um, load up uh, against the run against this Raiders team because you've got that deep threat there. And that just wasn't there those previous couple of weeks. So um, Deshaun Jackson opens up the running game. He opens up, 
um, you know, what they want to do underneath. I mean, obviously, Darren Waller uh, probably not going to be there, uh, at least this week, maybe going forward a little bit. But you, know, you still got Foster Moreau. You still got Hunter Renfro as a target underneath. Like, it does open up those those routes for those guys. It opens up a lot more, um, you know, underneath that the Raiders want to do. And then they can go over the top to Sean uh, for those big plays every now and then. But, yeah, I think uh, I think in the red zone, it's more, you know, it's more a function of what they want to do. Um, obviously getting Marcus Mariota involved uh, a little bit more and throwing that deception, that wrinkle into things helps in the red zone. We saw Marcus Mariota score on one of those runs last week. Um, so, you know, that can be, that can be effective. And then um, just keeps teams guessing a little bit more. I think those are the things you need to do in the red zone and just execute better. I mean, how often have they talked about, you know, the giants game where they were just horrific in the red zone. And that was just, that was just what they were doing. There was, there was nothing, there was no secrets about it. They missed an open Darren Waller. They missed um, open receivers uh, on other occasions. And they just, you know, had some questionable play calls. Like that's just what they do. Like they need to clean up their own mess in the red zone. Um, nobody really changes that fact, but I do think Deshaun Jackson gets them back to being more of the offense that they want to be the offense that they wanted <clears throat> earlier in the season. And again, that's not Deshaun Jackson just being that much of an impact player on the stat sheet. That's just having that presence. Yeah. Um, not breaking any news here. Obvious statement. I just think this game against Washington is huge for a lot of reasons. One, you kind of stay in this playoff hunt that's bunched in the AFC, but two, they're already getting double digits in Kansas city next week. I think the first line I saw was 10, 10 and a half. And then they go to, and you're going to be there for the paper. What could be a snowy and cold Cleveland. I talked to someone before we came on here, who's in Michigan right now, woke up to a snowstorm. So that part of the country, we don't know what it's going to look like um, when they play Cleveland on that Saturday games would switch to Saturday. They flex into a Saturday. Uh, talk about this weekend. Then it's two and a half round town. Uh, pretty much a toss up. Uh, Washington having to travel across the country after having a Monday night game. Don't know who made the schedule for them on that. But this, this, you know, for six and five, people might, might not think it. I think this is critically, critically important given how many teams in the AFC are bunched for getting trying to get these wild card spots. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we talk about the the standings. We talk about how bunched up teams are, and they are. Um, but really all you can do right now at this point of the season, like there's not, you can't pay attention to much because for the most part, if a team's losing another team in the race is winning. So all those results are going to be either helpful or hurtful. And um, you can't get caught up in just playing that scoreboard watching game at this point. Yeah. The last two weeks, sure. You're going to probably do a little bit of that. Um, but right now it's just about winning. And in the, the clear example of that this week, as you mentioned, it's, it's a massive game uh, for the Raiders. Um, if they win right now, their playoff chances, uh, the 538 does, I think, the best job of anyone of, you know, monitoring playoff chances. And right now, I don't think they're, I don't think they're very good. I think they, they might be the last in the AFC West right now. They are, but the Raiders right now are at, are, are at uh, 19% probability of yeah. making the playoffs, which yeah. is, you know, it's not great, but at this point of the season, you're like, okay, you know, you've, you've got, you can, you have the chance. It's all you want. And if you win this week, it goes up to about 29%. And if you lose, it drops to about 8%. Right. Regardless of any other results that are um, that are taking place around the league. So you can see how much of an impact a win or a loss has just on your own playoff probabilities. And that's, you know, no matter what everybody else does. So basically the, the message there is you just have to win. And it's so simplistic and so obvious, but at the same time, like that is what's going to determine if you have a chance to make the playoffs or not. If you're able to win, I know uh, kind of run the calculations, if they win their next three, which obviously is 
um, a huge challenge uh, with, you know, they've got this game, they've got to go uh, to Kansas city. They've got to go to Cleveland. Like that's a, that's a tough stretch, but if you win those three games, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. You're sitting at about 85% chance to make the playoffs. So again, that's a big if, right. But what I'm saying is win your games. It doesn't matter what everybody else does at this point. What happens this week? I, I agree with you. I think he might be a few, few weeks out. Uh, knowing Washington's defense who's really, you know, they've, they've kind of found themselves a little, uh, even with Young being out for the year, especially against the run. But what in your estimation after listening to the coordinators this week and also head coach Rich Passaccia, how much does this hurt them without Darren Waller? Yeah, I think it hurts for sure. But, you know, I, I do think that the, the Raiders have the benefit of having a player in Foster Moreau who would probably start for almost any other team in the league. Um, so it's not, yes, it's a drop off. And yes, that's a huge weapon that you're losing, but it's, a, it's actually a position that you have some pretty good depth at. So um, I think you're, you know, you're, you're somewhat thankful in that regard. If you're the Raiders to have Foster Moreau there to just kind of plug in, we saw the big game that he had last time Darren Waller was out. So I think he'll be all right. Um, it does take, you know, one less, you know, really impact blocker away. If Foster Moreau is more of a receiving uh, tight end, you know, lose him as a blocker a little bit. Uh, lose him on special teams a little bit too, which is where uh, he might be needed. They're, they're struggling a little bit in special teams right now with guys like Alec Ingold and, you know, Keyshawn Nixon has been down. So, um, you know, they've got to, they've got to fix that part of it. They've got to fill in there at the tight end, but, or excuse me, at special teams. But I think as far as tight end goes, they're going to be okay. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs got banged up. He was out on the practice field today. This is uh, Friday as we speak. Okay. So he was out there today. Yeah, he was out there. So we'll see what his status is uh, coming up in a little bit when they officially have to declare, but um, at least he was out of the field. But yeah, I think uh, when you look at this Washington team, you want to attack them through the air. There's no question about it. They're a horrific pass defense and a very good run defense. Um, it's no, there's no mystery to that. Um, but I do think you just, you don't want to just completely forget about the run because you did have some success. It is what you want to do. Um, and I think there is some benefit to, you know, keeping the ground game going a little bit, at least keeping them off guard because we saw what it opened up just in the play action for Derek Carr and for, for the Raiders offense where, you know, if you, if you are running the ball effectively, um, you know, I, I, I'm not a believer in, you know, run the ball, stop the run, the old school football mentality. But if you do run the ball a little bit, it does open play action. It gets those linebackers sucked up toward the line and then you can just drop it over them. Uh, and that's such a, such a uh, full way to move the ball down. The Let me ask you this then. Did you gain more confidence or did you think it was a one-off in terms of how well they were able to run the ball against Dallas? I mean, I think it's a one-off until further notice, right. but I do think it's encouraging, right? I think that there's some confidence that comes from that. There's some confidence that comes to the offensive line where you can say, Hey, let's line it up and let's just go, uh, let's just go run the ball. Um, and I think that they believe uh, that they may be able, be able to do that a little bit more than they did before. So um, yeah, I, I think for right now we have, we, we can't believe that it's just the run game is back. Like, I don't think there's any blind faith from anybody that that's going to happen, but at least there was encouraging signs that you can move forward with the run game. And again, I, I don't think the run game matters that much. I'm not a believer uh, in that being that important, but it does open things up for other things. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. 
Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. All right, well, let's get to it now because you and I are in Dallas for Thanksgiving uh, away from uh, all the family members. And we decided, I know you talked about this on your show, Cofield and Company on ESPN uh, in town here, but I want to bring it to the podcast. Our rookie mistake <laughs> the night before Thanksgiving, you know, you found on Yelp, you found the, what I think you said was ranked the second best barbecue in Texas, which let's be honest, was going to be really good food. Uh, given it was ranked second in a state known for its barbecue. So we head out there. When I first drove up to it, do you remember the name of it? Where we went to? Yeah. Yeah, it was Ferris Wheeler's Backyard Barbecue. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, that should have given us a clue, both those names. But uh, when we came up to it, we both said, look, this is going to be great. Kind of a hole-in-the-wall place, out on some like kind of highway road, uh, nondescript in the front. If you looked at the front, you're like, okay, there's no way this is number two in the state of Texas. But we got in there. I think we both were taken aback a little that there was really nobody there uh, except the people working it. Maybe one other table, but they were waiting for some takeout. Um, the nice lady behind the counter asks us, would you like inside or outside? Now, to me, it was a little chilly that night. I did have the windbreaker jacket on. I think you had a jacket on. But still, we're like, you know what? Why bother with the elements? We're just here to eat good food. We're going to stay inside. Um, I do think, well, first of all, we know it was ranked second because let's go down the stuff that they didn't have. This is a part. They were out of ribs. Sure. They were out of, what else were they out of? Um, the special. You wanted the special. Yeah, there was like uh, a tri-tip, I think. It was a tri-tip. You wanted the tips. Uh, they didn't have those. Um, there was one other thing they were out of. So we were kind of stuck. Not stuck, but we were kind of stuck with the turkey and brisket. It was, it was fine. The food was good. But at no time during this meal did anyone come in and sit down inside. I think there was another person who came and came some got some pick up, takeout. At no time did anyone come in and sit down, which I guess I wasn't thinking about at the time. Like I'm like, okay, maybe it's a, you know, it's the night before Thanksgiving, people are home, people are shopping, but this is a little weird because it's such good food. As we leave, you make the smart decision to say, hey, uh, we saw what we believe was a Ferris wheel in the back of this restaurant. Sure. Why don't we go look at the Ferris wheel? And you can take it from here as to when we rounded the corner to go to the back lot, what we saw. Well, as you said, and you're, you you described it well, but I think it's important to note, like, it was a total dive where we were. Yes. It actually gave me some confidence that the food was great because oh, sure. a lot of times you – you know, you look at great reviews of a place and then you go there and you're like, well, it was okay. Well, I mean, the atmosphere was cool, but the food wasn't that great. So I thought, hey, to have this great of reviews for this dumpy of a place, it's got to be incredible food. Yeah, the food's got to be great. I, so that's why I was kind of disappointed to see as we turned the corner, <laughs> that there was essentially like a block party going on in the back <laughs> of this place. 
There's people everywhere. They're having a good time. They're frolicking around. There's TVs. There's bar setups. There's, you know, beer everywhere. It, there's there's banners. There's the Ferris wheel. It's insane back there. It's like all, all we would have had to say to join that party was we'll sit outside. Sure. But I still blame the person. You blame the girl behind the behind the uh, the, the cash register? Sure, because all she said to us is, do you want to sit inside or outside? Now, she should have said, these two idiots are clearly not from Texas. What gave me away? My black windbreaker that looked like I was from California? Yeah, the UNLV hat I was wearing. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I think that she could have said, hey, guys, uh, you can have a seat right there or go sit outside like everyone else literally. We've got a block party in the back. Right. So I I put it on her as as a worker of this place. They completely screwed up. And, and by the way, it's the night before Thanksgiving. I was making so many excuses for the place because you're like, oh, they're out of they're out of everything. And I was like, well, it's the night before Thanksgiving. It's a holiday because uh, there was nobody there to be eating the food. Uh, it turned out. How, how does a barbecue place run out of ribs? Well, now I know everyone in the back was eating them. Oh, having a good time, too. They were like cheersing their ribs and we were just not part of the party. Rookie mistakes by us. That was the beginning of the trip. I want to take people to the end. You were there writing. You had to write three or four stories, as usual, uh, for the uh, game. But you were taking a late night, uh, actually, yeah, late night flight to get to the Bay Area to spend Thanksgiving with some family members. You, first of all, before we get to your flight and and the absolute buffoonery that you choose to do in this life, uh, you left the stadium running out looking for an Uber and at that point, when you called up your Uber, and I, when I, the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, I'm not that surprised. Look, it's a Dallas Cowboy game. There's a ton of people there. Plus, it's the nights before Thanksgiving. What was the price of your Uber? For a like a 12-minute ride, the first price when I looked was $175. Oh, what a disaster. What well, a disaster. It wasn't just the price because, you know, obviously I was going to – you know, I was going to take care of that uh, yeah. on my own. But it wasn't just the price. It was the fact that they weren't going to be there for 45 minutes. And – um, you know, I don't you even had know your flight airport on time. All right. Well, tell the people how you got there. Cause I'm a little nervous when it comes to this. I don't know if I would have done this. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I wasn't going to make it. So I was going to miss my flight. Essentially. Uh, I had no choices and there was a very kind gentleman. Oh no. <laughs> was an older um. fella and <laughs> very, very nice. And he, uh, he came in and he, or he, he drove over to me. Well, first of all, I, I should say that I walked over. Uh, across the street because I was like, well, maybe if I don't check from the stadium, maybe if I check from this Chase Bank that's across the street, right? You know, I'll, I'll, it'll you know may, maybe be a cheaper price. And it was like one forty, so it was cheaper, but it still was going to be after the plane, right? So I kind of looked. I'm sure I just looked dejected and sad. And uh, you know, I'm standing there like, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to miss this flight. I'm not going to make Thanksgiving. Everybody waited an extra day. Everybody had Thanksgiving on Friday just for me. Oh, so I was like, I got to make it, and so. This older gentleman was like, hey, uh, where are you trying to go? And I was like, oh, the airport. And he's like, hey, you can't get a lift, can you? I was like, no, it's impossible. And he said, he's like, I'll, I'll drive you there for $50. Wow. You got in the car with some older gentleman you didn't know. It was my only choice. My, my only- guess is, though, you felt if the guy was going to try to do something to you, he's so old, you could have just punched him in the face. Yeah, and I'm I'm, not, I'm saying old as in, um, as in like, and he was an elderly man. Okay. Okay. So but you, you would have taken it. You would have taken him out. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, if he had a gun or something, I obviously wouldn't have been able to. But yeah, I was like, I, I can handle it. Now, the my issue was, 
he could just he could just leave me in the middle of nowhere and be like, give me your 50 bucks and not actually take me to the airport. Now right. it turns right. out like 30 seconds into the conversation, we had like a mutual friend. Are you serious? Yes. How, how is that possible? I don't even know. I have no idea how it's possible. It just is. It was a weird, random thing. Not like close friend, you know, just like a, somebody that I know that he happened to also know, like the person's father. This is a weird dynamic. And so I was like, okay. okay. So you get in with the old guy, the old codger. He takes you to the airport. Finally, before we wrap this up, this is this is Adam Hill to T. Let me tell the people out there. You do stuff that either nobody would ever do, want to do, even dare to do. And when you told me this, I, I, I had, I mean, I accepted it because it was you. If anyone else had told me, I would have said, you're a complete idiot. What are you doing? You flew to, is it LA? Yeah. Okay. You flew to LA. And before you could make your dinner with your family for Thanksgiving, you had a 10 hour layover in Los Angeles to the point of, I went back to my room in Dallas. I went to bed. I wake up. And I get a text from you to myself and Heidi Fang, our colleague, where you said, I'm still on my layover. You knew this going in. You paid for this ticket. And you're going to tell me it worked out for you. But I still think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Why would you do this? Well, I had no chance of making it to dinner on Friday from Dallas if I flew Friday. Okay. Like it just no, okay, me. I get that. Yeah. Okay. So I had to be able to get out to somewhere else to fly out. So to get it to L.A. and then to fly up to, to the Bay Area in the morning was very easy. Uh, so yeah, I, I landed. Um, I have a lot of friends in LA that I haven't seen in a while. It was Thanksgiving night. We went out. So they picked me up at the airport, like, a, you know, midnight or whatever it was in LA. We went out, we we're out till, you know, four in the morning and then, uh, crashed on a friend's couch right by the airport and then took me back to the airport. You had the bag with you the whole time with the computer bag. Sure. Oh man. I, 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 when I got that text from you, I'm like, this, this guy, this kid is out of my a 10 hour layover. I had a layover in Las Vegas last week. I, it was two to three hours. And then it got delayed four hours, pretty much wanted to take myself out. I, I was this close to saying, that's it. I'm done calling the family, tell them I love them. And then, and then just ending it <laughs> 10 hours. You would have carried me out in a box. There's no chance I sit anywhere for 10 hours. I would have, well, I would have gone stir crazy. I, agree now, with I, you. I, I wouldn't have had friends though. I have no friends. Right. I agree with you. I don't that's like why... people. They don't like me. It, so it would have literally been 10 hours. Yeah, I was not, uh, who was it, Tom Hanks in that Terminal movie, whatever it was? Right, where, the Terminal, or the, the, whatever movie was he lived there. Sure, it wasn't that. I literally got picked up from the airport and went out. It was like a night in L.A. My goodness. All right, did you have a good Thanksgiving? It was fine. I don't know if it was did worth it. No, I will say, uh, as you're laying out this scenario, five different beds and five different nights, Ed. How about that? Oh, five different beds, five different nights, and we both messed up not going to the party in the back of the restaurant. No, pretty much sums up. We could have done this in eight seconds. Exactly. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino, STN Sports, presented by TickPick. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can also check out Vegas Nation Game Day, where we preview the Raiders against the Washington football team. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Mir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, 
the local favorite.